Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad that you're with us today. You know, one of the joys for me in doing this work is the fact that in finding just the right guests to share with you each week, I found some amazing experts in fields that are becoming increasingly important now. And foremost among these leading experts is actually our guest today. We know now that we live many lifetimes on Earth, right? And each of our lives, both earlier and later in Earth time, each of them can influence the one that we're living now. We also know that each of us has a primary spirit guide and often other spirit guides, too, who are eternal friends, some of them. Some of them are new, but most of them, I think, are sort of eternal friends. They help us to plan the life we're living now, and then they guide us through it from birth right to our exit point. We also know that there are disembodied entities and fragments of entities that can attach to us and cause us some problems. And we know some other things as well that previous generations, even recent ones, had no idea about. So what we need are experts who can help us to understand our other lives and how they influence this one, who can help us to connect with and work with our spirit guides while we're awake. Normally, we just work with them while we're asleep. If that's what you want to do, if you want to talk to them in the daytime, you should be able to do that. We need experts who can help us look for and remove attached entities and fragments that might be causing us trouble. And as more knowledge of what really is going on develops, we're going to need people who can help us to harness even more information in the future and use it to ever better improve our lives. Now, I first met Peter Wright about six years ago, I think, but I had no idea at the time what a hit he was going to be as I started to invite him to be our secret reality guest. I think if we took a vote, I think we'd find that Craig Hogan, Peter Wright, and Mikey Morgan are your all-time favorite secret reality guests. So you'll be delighted to know that Peter Wright is with us for the ninth time today. This is his second of what we think will be maybe three programs on the topic of beating and working with your primary spirit guide. The first one aired at the end of June 2020. So if you like, you can go back and hear it with this one. We expect to create our third program on spirit guides in the spring of 2021. Peter Wright, just briefly, is a certified hypnotherapist based in Santa Barbara, California, who has been doing this work for 25 years. He's board certified in past life regression therapy and certified as a life between lives hypnotherapist. That's another thing he's able to do that I missed in my introduction. Peter is skilled in spirit releasement therapy and also quite skilled at helping us to contact and work with our guides in the daytime. I have personally actually had two sessions with Peter to resolve specific issues, one of which was with my primary guide, and he was extremely helpful. So I'm so happy to have him back. Welcome, Peter. It's I'm thrilled to have you with us. It is a great pleasure to be back once again. Thank you for the invitation. Well, I mean, I hear from people very occasionally. I'll hear from people about one or two, or two of my uh, guests, but I think I've heard about from people about Peter and Craig Hogan, almost all the people who email me about guests will talk about them. And um, I thank you for making me look good, Peter. I just love that fact. Thank you. Let's let's talk about your history a little bit, because some people may not have heard prior. They may be new to us. They may not have heard your prior uh, 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 programs here. How did you get started doing this? I think that's what people want to know. What's your background? When I was a kid, my older brother had a comic book collection, and there was a Superman comic book that attracted my attention. Um, I'm perhaps, oh, eight years old. So in the back of comic books at that time, there were advertisements. And in this particular one, there was an ad for a book on how to hypnotize your friends. (laughs) Oh, gee. Uh, I remember this story. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, we all love the the fellow who's trying to hypnotize us all the time. That's our favorite friend. So, did you have any friends after you started doing this? <laughs> so, I went up to my father, 
who was a, a mortgage banker. Uh-huh. And I did the ad and I showed and I said to him, um, Dad, I really want to buy this book, but I don't have any money. Can you help me? Well, my father looked at the ad and looked at his loving son and said, that's the stupidest idea ever. <laughs> like a good father would, right? Exactly. So that killed the idea for 15 years. But I got my master's degree in international relations, which means I can relate internationally, and came back to Washington, D.C. and began taking classes in hypnosis. And that led me on this journey, which I'm very pleased about. And my father became very uh, supportive if you will, of my of my hypnotherapy interest and oh, practice. Good. Oh, I'm so glad about that. He came around in the end. Yeah. I think one thing about this that is very obvious to me is that you love doing this. Um, you're, you're joyous. When, when you have a session with Peter, he's full of joy. It's like he's gleeful about what he's able to do and how he's able to help you. And I just, that's part of the fun, actually, of working with you. Maybe you don't realize that. Well, it is a passion of mine, and I find that as a passion, the tools and techniques can be so effective quickly in helping resolve their issues. Yeah, I I think that is, of course, very important, too. So what what got you started in in doing the the spirit work that you're doing? I mean, helping people would meet their guides and and, uh, past lives and all of that. Did it all sort of happen gradually, or did you stumble upon different aspects? Because you do quite a lot of different things at once. It it was over a long period of time. But what I discovered was that your own higher self and your spirit guides know everything there is to know about you from this life and past lives. And so I came up with an approach that allows the client to go be taken into hypnosis and then move from the third dimension where they are right now up into the fifth dimension, where all possibilities exist for for our our energy fields, for us. So we're moving from the constraints, thoughts, feelings, attitudes, and beliefs of the third dimension into what do you want to create? What do you want to shift or change in the fifth dimension? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So uh, Someone comes to you and they say, I have some, what's a pro, what's a typical problem someone would bring to you? Doesn't necessarily this yet have to do with spirit guides. Well, let me, I'll explain a little bit more about this because in the fifth dimension, not only are you in a more relaxed state of hypnosis, but also you're at a higher vibration. So it's very easy to connect with higher self, heart, and all the guidance available to us. So by going there, We uh, invite them to join us, higher self and heart and other guidance. And they know why we've come, because we've expressed our goals for the session. And they tell us where we need to go to resolve them. So so you're cheating. They're giving you all this information. And we think it's coming through you somehow. Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. And it's coming it's, it's coming from us. I mean, having been having done this with you, I know that you pull forth from the person who is hypnotized. Suddenly out of my mouth was coming stuff. I didn't I wasn't actually saying it was coming from my higher self, whatever my guide. I was astonished by that the first time it happened I, because I didn't think I could be hypnotized. It turns out, I guess, just about everybody can. Right. It. It just, it really, that's part of the fun of this, actually, for the person who's going through this. So if someone came to you and said, I have headaches all the time, and they're saying it's psychosomatic, you could figure out, or or your your, higher self could figure out why that's happening and help to, to get rid of it, right? Exactly, as well as issues like fear or anxiety or resentment or grief, every negative emotion just about is uh, an opportunity for us to ask your higher self and other guides and archangels masters and teachers to join us because they know where we need to go isn't that something okay let's go back to uh june just briefly and talk about 
how we can first, because we know we all have these guides. They're working with us at night. We just have amnesia about the meetings we've had. So if someone wants to have a daytime relationship with their with their primary guide, usually the, the one that's closest to us is, is that primary guide, um, you've talked to us then about how to do it. Could you briefly recap that? Yes, um, and to prepare for that, I'd like to underscore that about 60% of my clients are visual. So we meet with higher self or spirit guides or go into a past life, and those clients see it all in their imagination. They're starring in their own motion picture costume drama. Terrific. But about... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but about 40% of my my clients, and I'm in this group myself, are more auditory or sensing or feeling. So whenever I go into uh, meet with my higher self or go into a past life, I don't see anything. I hear it. I sense it. I feel it. Oh, wow. Okay. In fact, part of me feels like I'm making it all up. Well, in the trance state, your soul speaks through your imagination. And your soul isn't making things up. Rather, it's translating what is inside of you into first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. Right. So I invite the client to be my tour guide, be my core reporter, and share with me whatever is happening as the session unfolds. Huh, okay. And so someone says, uh, I want to meet my primary guide. Do you then say, um, uh, Will, will your the primary guide please step forward and, you know, make your presence known or something like that? I can't remember exactly how you said it. Exactly. So when in a, with a client, I take you up into the light, into the fifth dimension, ask you to describe what that place looks like or feels like or is like. And I invite you to ask your heart to join you first. Um, how do you experience your heart? You may see it, sense it or feel it. Heart comes forth. I'm here, it says. Through you, you're channeling it. And then I ask, how do you support Roberta? It will tell us. And then I'll ask, Hart, uh, are you aware of Roberta's higher self? Most likely, it will say yes. So can we invite through you, Roberta's higher self to join us now? Yes. How does your higher self make itself known to you? You may see it, sense it, or feel it, unless invited to come forth right now with words like, I'm here. I'm here, it says. And we begin the conversation. How do you support Roberta and the connections made? Some of the things you have told me about the because we think of our heart, right, is the, the little fist-sized thing that beats and moves the blood. That's our heart, right? This right. is what Peter says is true about the heart. Your heart is about 100,000 times stronger electrically and 5,000 times stronger magnetically than your brain. We, we think of our brain as important and our heart, it turns out, so on a spiritual level, is much more important. I find this fascinating. You say 70% of the information goes from your heart gut to your head brain, while only 30% goes from your head brain to your heart gut. Well, that's another thing. That's amazing because we tend to think, I think it's because our eyes and ears are on our heads. So we think that's where we really are, but we're not. We're more in our heart, you say, than in our brain. In fact, you say the heart is the spiritual organ of the body. Talk about that. Well, it's um, that's how we can most easily connect with the spirit realm. It's through our heart. Our brain is located, if you will, or... Uh, constrained by our third dimensional reality. The heart is the place where we meet our guides. Um, it's um, the way to, to uh, help you get more in contact with and feel the love and support that is yours from the spirit realm. Fascinating. This is something new to me from from you. So I just I find that fascinating. But others, what I love is others have been saying something like that. It's just that you say it more specifically. Um, many times when we hear from advanced beings in various ways, they will tell us it isn't your brain, which I used to think it was, that to which your your mind attaches. It's your entire body and specifically your heart. And you say the same thing now, which I find really enjoyable to know. That's great. Okay. 
So, so um, the, you would ask the, them to uh, uh, your spirit guide to step forward, and then that's how we, they would meet through you. We would right. meet our spirit guide through you. Mm-hmm. But what if someone is at home and they're saying, you know, I really want to know how to do this on my own. Are there any tips you can give about how people can reach out to their spirit guide if they want to? They don't have to. By the way, your spirit guide is not waiting for you to, uh, to to reach out. If you prefer not to, which I did for most of my life, if you just want to, you know, you don't care what's in your car under the hood as long as it runs. That's how I felt about my relationship with my guide till very recently. And he was fine with that. In fact, I think he preferred it. So, but someone wants to, more and more people I hear from want to know how they can really make a relationship happen in the daytime. How would you recommend that? What I suggest is that you sit in a quiet place uh, where you're not going to be disturbed, have a pad of paper and a pen with you, or perhaps open your computer, and then take three deep breaths and surround yourself with a bubble or shield of white, um, white light. And sense and feel that bubble all around you. And then um, become centered in that bubble. And from your heart, once again, the heart, um, invite a spirit guide to join you. And then take a moment and imagine, sense, feel, pretend that the spirit guide has arrived. And then welcome that guide with gratitude and feel that guide's love and support for you. And then, and what happens if you don't really feel anything now? Do you, should you do it tomorrow too or something? And how, how do you make this connection stronger so that ask, you can have conversations? Ask again and again. And um, it's more, it can be more pretending. It was for me at the beginning. Because because I'm not visual, I have to, in a way, uh, pretend that, in fact, this is this is really happening. But I find that by doing so, um, by asking you, then you ask the first question and then be quiet. And by asking the question, I mean, you could do it out loud or silently and begin with a yes, no question, um, because that will help to prime the pump, if you will, and trust first thought. First feeling, first image, first voice. Okay. How long does it typically take someone who hasn't gone to see you yet? Maybe they will say, okay, I want to do this better. I'm going to go see Peter. But what if what if uh, someone is trying this? Uh, how long does it typically take? How stubborn do we have to be about continuing to do it? Um, do you have any sense of that? Because people ask me this question. It well, if you well let it happen, it's the I think an issue here is yes, that's so true. <laughs> Say that again. If Get you let it happen, oh, <laughs> I resisted so much. I know exactly what you mean. People, and this is true too. If if your if your newly departed loved ones try to contact you, you know, well, I just I saw these two birds. They were flying in a circle, and that's the kind of bird mom liked, and this and that. They give me all these great signs. But I don't think it was real. I don't think that really was mom doing it. And the same is true with our guides. These people work internally. They are entirely spirit. And you're right. First, we've got to believe it's possible. And then we have to allow it to happen and not defend ourselves against it. Very true, Peter. So pretend if that's an issue for you. And then ask a question like, what do I need to focus on today? Now, Part of you, your your um, analytical mind knows exactly what you need to focus on. But play along with this. Suspend disbelief. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. That's the hard part. And and there is you also, by the way, there are some mediums who who claim to be able to help us contact our guides. I have I cannot recommend any medium to you who does this. There may be some that I'm just not aware of because mediums are just not in my area of interest actually at all. Um, but my, I first met my guide through a medium, and it was if, we, if that hadn't happened, I'm sure I still wouldn't know him at all. I would still be working internally. But he didn't like. 
talking to people when when uh, when uh, talking to me especially when I first went to Peter trying to get a better connection and we've had prior lifetimes together. I wanted to know about those. The first thing that happened when he came forth when we, we called him forth was. Out of my mouth came, I do not want her to know about any prior lives. Period. <laughs> I said that. And I didn't want to say that. I came to find out about these lives. Uh, it, it's it's really amazing. But he believes that I will concentrate on them and not concentrate on our present lives and, and what we're working on now, which he he's, was right about all of it. I'm just not the right person to be having these relationships with my guide. Mm-hmm. And and this suits him just fine, too. He's always with me. I always know exactly where he is, right at my left shoulder. I always know exactly what he's thinking because he says it in my mind. And I recognize who he is and who I am, and we're in the same place. And it it works. When you suspend your disbelief, when you decide, okay, this is real, it's amazing how strong it becomes. But our guides are people just like us, and they have – preferences and and some of them are very strong-willed including mine and uh so we just have to we be willing to work with them we don't lead this relationship peter i think that's very true don't you and it's very important we are part of a relationship but it's not up to us entirely what goes on in it exactly and when we ask them the question you know what do you have to share with me today then um write down on uh, with pen and paper or with in your computer, type out whatever you hear uh, in response. Because uh-huh. for me, my feeling is if I'm so busy typing, I can't possibly be making this up myself. <laughs> right, that. That's true. That's very true. And then ask another question and type up the response. Because the more you do this, you get in a rhythm of suspending disbelief Let's pretend it's true. Let's keep on building upon this because then you can establish a relationship with your guide. What does that relationship feel like for most people? Is it, do they, I, I sort of feel him as a presence literally I, I, to my left, I, I, right behind my left shoulder. Even if I'm sitting in a chair, he's right behind my left shoulder. Other people tell me theirs is to the right. They, they're very aware of where their guide is. Uh, I, I don't know that there's a rhyme or reason to where they are, but there is. It's distinctive. You know if someone's behind you. You know if someone is nearby. You have that sense of, 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 of presence. Well, the same thing happens with your guide when you get to really make it a strong connection. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so as you do this, you can also drill down um, into asking even more important questions for yourself, such as um, one of the questions I encourage my clients to ask is, how can I establish a stronger connection with my spirit guides? Right. <laughs> That's good. Then the response that you get back is trust. Great response. But what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Yes. Ask the follow-up question. What do you mean by trust? Tell me something I can do to create more trust that I have in you. And so, again, an opportunity to um, hear an answer or get an answer or pretend you have an answer and write it down. And how often do you recommend that we do this if we're trying to make the, the, the uh, connection stronger? Is it something you should do at the same, maybe four or seven or something uh, every afternoon or once a week or twice a week? Or How often do typically people who are trying to develop this relationship um, actually go through this exercise? I believe the more you practice it, the better you become. So I invite my, my clients to do it daily. Um, okay. And for me, maybe it's, it takes a total of eight minutes, five minutes. Yeah. I, after a few minutes of back and forth with my guides, the um, uh, connection gets less and I, I need to get on with my day. <laughs> yes. Well, that's it. I mean, that's part of why I really didn't even want to get started with it, because there's enough. you got enough to do in your day. But people, I hear from people, and, and some people I hear from quite often, who have made a very rich relationship out of this meeting and coming to know their, their guides. And they're growing spiritually so much more rapidly because they, A, they know they have a guide. B, they know life is eternal. That really 
transforms your whole attitude toward everything. Um, but so, so it sort of is very individual for you as well as it is for your guide. Exactly. Plus, you can ask, engage your guide in questions about your guide. Are you primarily female or male? Um, give me a gift or an object or a symbol that I can uh, use as a way to connect with you better. What is the gift? And it could be a crystal in your imagination. It could be um, a feeling. It could be really almost anything, but as a way of, of helping you to connect even more strongly with this guidance. We should probably explain, in case anyone isn't sure about it, why the first step needs to be that bubble of light. And you do it with your mind. Um, yeah, I become very good, I think, um, at, at uh, emitting spiritual light. You can't see it, but you know it's light um, from my um, third eye, you know, the place that's like between and just above your eyes. And you do, just just... Imagine yourself again, imagine, imagine yourself sending out light from that spot and then rolling it all around you so you're surrounded by it. Why should you do that? Because there are some very bad entities. You are very well protected from those entities, but you're opening yourself to spirit now. So you need to reinforce your, the natural protection you have from your guides with that spiritual light. Isn't that right? Or would, would you say it differently? No, I think that's exactly right. And you could even as well, once you have the shield around you to put um, reflective mirrors on the outside. <laughs> oh, I never thought of the mirrors. What a good, what a good addition. So that it intensifies the light. Okay. And any negativity will bounce off of you and go back from whence it came. Now, in case anyone thinks this is silliness, um, you also can use it to help people who are having problems. Oh, five or six years ago, um, some people I love were having marital problems, and I developed a habit of filling their whole, whole house with light before I went to sleep each night. That was just became something I did. And um, I think it was eight months later. Now, I, I thought they were going to be divorced. About eight or nine months later, um, they called me and told me that not only were they not getting divorced, but they had a baby on the way. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't done that, but I'm sure glad I did it. I, to this day, I feel I saved their marriage. So you, there's a lot you can do with spiritual light, which a whole other topic we'll have to talk about another time. Um, let's let's talk about you call our guides classroom aids in Earth School, and I love that term. Talk about that. Okay. Well, from what I understand, each of us has volunteered to come here on Earth at this particular time to help our souls evolve, um, and so our souls uh -huh. evolve through the choices that we make. So. One of the choices can be, I'm going to do it myself. Another choice can be is, I'm going to ask for help, because help's all around. Right. But help okay. can't help as much as we ask for it. So we're here on Earth to learn lessons, and it's by the choices that we make that these lessons come to us, helping us to evolve our souls, helping yes. us to better. You, you call the Earth the soul's boot camp. Which is actually true. I mean, boot camp isn't easy or fun. And our our lives are full of really tough challenges. Most people's lives are. And often painful challenges. But you, you, they make us spiritually stronger. And um, they help us to always choose love over fear in more and more situations. So we're learning and growing because of those challenges. But I... I think it's great. It's great to say that they're classroom aides because they are. Their job is to help us live the the plan they have worked out with us. If they've been part of that process, um, we all have at least one guide who was, and sometimes more of them have helped us work out the the the, the challenges we're going to have. They help us with those. And they help us to grow spiritually. And they tell us too that they are growing spiritually right with us. Um, one of the things that my guides made very plain to me is that my spiritual growth directly helps his spiritual growth, which is something that never had occurred to me. But, but is that true? I mean, I, I'm assuming it is. He said it. He knows what he's talking about. But you're helping your guide, too. This is a mutual relationship. Yeah, exactly, because we are here to um, – we are – 
they're here to serve us and they can't help us as much as we ask for help. So therefore, yes. it's a, um, a we help each other relationship um, to to move forward on our soul's journey. What do you find is the most sort of important thing that or maybe there are many things that people learn from their spirit guide because if someone comes to you and wants to make this contact and and you you know maybe hear about them later or something how does it change the people that you work with to be in contact with their primary guide i believe it helps to develop not only more love for themselves and love for those around them but also compassion because we help to realize that um, we're here um, as we're we're all connected. We're all connected, and by by connecting with your guide and getting guidance from your guide as to next steps in your life, then you can make positive choices for your highest good that can bring you um, much closer to your own goals, but assist others in their goals as well. Typically, people who come to you for help will do um, a two-hour session, right? That's what that's what they primary. Now, many people you you have told me many people don't even need to see you after that. That we you're able to, to help them solve whatever the problem was in that time. Is that true? I mean, that seems kind of miraculous. Yeah, and it's a two-hour session right up front. I uh, we talk briefly about the goals that you set. I take you into trance, up into the light, connect you with your heart and higher self, ask them to lead the session to take us where we need to go to resolve these issues. Towards the end of the session, now that we have a working partnership with your inner wisdom team of guidance, I invite you to come up with a sacred spot, a special place that you can go to with them daily um, to, in your imagination, to reconnect and ask more questions. Um, and so it's a a way for us to come to closure, um, not only with these issues during the session, but you have now a way to reconnect with them after the session. So it can be very, very um, uh, healing on all sorts of levels. Wow, I, I'd say so. So, all right. So you you've you've given them these tools. Do they want to tune up later, or do they ever? I mean. If you see them only once, that must be kind of sad for you because you don't get to see them developing afterwards. What we do then is we have a follow-up session about a week or so later for an hour. And during that follow-up session, um, I ask them, um, I've already sent to them my higher self shortcut. And the higher self shortcut is a guided visualization that takes them into trance up into the light where they can reconnect with their inner wisdom team in their sanctuary. So it's training wheels to get there. Um, once they've been there a couple of times on their own, they can do it themselves because it's all imagination. But then we, most of that hour, going through my notes, helping them to process and integrate, connect the dots about the session, underscoring the wisdom coming from them and from their guidance that has helped them to uh, to take off so many layers of the stuff that we were seeking to resolve. So it's an opportunity what, to come to closure in terms of um, the results of the session. One of the things um, I don't think we have ever talked about, but I would wanted to at least get a little mention of is um, fragments of, uh, and, and earth earthbounds and um, it, I, I don't know how much this is a problem, but I do know it is. There are people who have not properly transitioned after death, and they're hanging around. And while we are well protected by our spirit guides, um, they can cause some people trouble, um, and sometimes rather traumatic, really traumatic trouble. Um, for example, people who have substance abuse problems can um, – you know, if you're in a bar and you get drunk, they're going to be they're going to be be transitioned, non-physical drunks there, anxious mm -hmm. to jump in and mm -hmm. cause 
you know, you'd be really thirsty. And I didn't know it at the time, but my own father, who went through a period when he had, was, had a terrible drinking problem, he had one of these, and I only know it because he had his eye. It's hard to describe this. His eyes had a, sort of a greenish tinge to them in a way that it's hard to describe. He, his eyes were not normal. And I didn't, I was so young, I didn't know that. And then one day he was able to quit cold turkey. And after that, that whole thing went away. And so I didn't know until I was, you know, you know, it took me 60 years after that to realize what I had seen. But wow, it was really impressive. Tell mm -hmm. us a little more about these fragments and these, these addicts and all the things that can go wrong if you're not careful. These are um, earthbound spirits, ghosts, if you will. The surviving consciousness of individuals who've died, but not gone completely into the light. So they become mired, if you will, in the fourth dimension, the lower astral realm, and they're seeking a place to hide. You mentioned earlier about the aura. On occasion, the aura can become weak due to trauma. Yes. yes. Use of alcohol. Uh -huh. uh, um, having a big heart and not protecting yourself. And when the aura is weak, the earthbound spirits who resonate with our emotional issues, depression, anger, fear, frustration, they move right into us, set up housekeeping, and trigger us. Yeah, wow. And I find that 60% of my clients or more have earthbound spirits or other intruders that are helping to cause more problems for the client. 60%? Yes. Are you serious about that? Wow, I wish I'd asked you about that sooner. We'll have to talk more about that next time. But let's talk a little bit about that now. How would someone know that they're being influenced this way? Often there's a self-critical voice that's loud or several voices that are loud within them, criticizing them. Um, and so as part of the session in hypnosis, we invite that voice to come forth and talk to us through you. Um, and I have questions to ask it about, are you a part of Roberta or something else? Something else. And they'll tell you, oh, well, good. Well, it's nice of them to tell us not just to hide. Have you ever had your own human body? Yes or no? Yes. Was it male or female? Female. Describe that body to me. And so on. So we get the spirit talking. Oh, my goodness. And then how have you been affecting Roberta? I've been causing anger, fear, whatever it may be. So we bring in Archangel Michael and invite it. Um, and a loved one from the other side who's been looking for them and searching for them and is eager for them to welcome them home <laughs> to the spirit realm. You, they, this is a loved one of the, of this possessing entity that you are getting rid of. Yes. Comes, oh, isn't that wonderful? All right, yeah. go yeah. ahead. And so then um, I ask, I want you then to tell the entity that you don't want that energy within you any longer, <laughs> which of course is true. Yes. And to a, have the entity apologize to you because that ghost has been using your energy for far too long. And then once we've come to closure, I invite Archangel Michael and the loved one from the other side to take um, the spirit entity and go with Archangel Michael into the light and have you watch them as they go to make sure they go there at the count of three and off they go. I, th I should add, too, for people who are saying, wow, that doesn't make sense. Um, you've heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, right? When people, um, I'm thinking it specifically now people who were in Vietnam. And many of those people came back and they had terrible problems here. They were reactive to noise. They, had, they, they, they were just a mess. Um, there, there are people who use a similar technique to get to coax out of these people possessing entities that, that pick them up on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, and, and often they're, they're, you know, they're Vietnamese people who, who just got stuck there inside this guy. And the guy who has been suffering with this for now, what, 40 or 50 years, walks out of the office 
healed. I wouldn't believe that was possible, but it's being done right now and being done more and more. So what you're saying is it doesn't even have to be just um, possessing entities picked up on a battlefield. It can be people, well, I mean, I, I already know for sure they could be picked up in a bar, but they could be picked up in a lot of places, I guess. Or it could be relatives. Mom died, but she is still within you, causing problems. Oh, my God. Goodness, if my mother ever did that, I'd be very cranky. I just, well, she hasn't done that. She's fine. She did transition. Exactly. Oh, my word. But we'll have to talk. We're coming close to the end of our time. We don't have time to talk more about this, but wow, we're going to add this to our to our menu for our conversation next spring. So please be sure to come back for that, everyone, because this is a huge area. Many people, most people, I think, I didn't know it was 60%. If it's that much, Peter, we've all got to be working on fixing this in ourselves and in those we love. But um, there are there we've, we've, we've known for a long time that there are fragments of people, sometimes just a person at a traumatic moment, that fragment lives on separately. It can create a separate, a separate being almost, although it's just a fragment of emotion. And sometimes it's the whole being that, that will possess someone this way. And this is, these are very serious problems because the, having these things sort of latched onto you can make it very much harder for you to do your own work and grow spiritually as you need to grow. And I think the time will come within the next decade or two when it's just going to be standard for us to get a tune-up, to make sure we don't have any of these entities attached to us, to just get get the, the kind of thing that, that, that you do now, Peter, is I think going to become much more standard because it's very, very important. Once we come to understand we are really spiritual beings, just having this brief physical experience, everybody is going to want to make sure we're, they're whole and healthy spiritually, every much, bit as much as we care about being whole and healthy physically so so tell me now just briefly you you offer a free 30-minute consultation right i do by zoom or phone or skype because i now with the shelter in place i'm seeing clients by zoom phone or skype <laughs> so it's a, which is which is okay. very handy i mean that's how we're doing more and more things now who knew you didn't have to get on a plane i feel bad for all the people who invested in airplane stock but it certainly does make life a lot simpler doesn't it and and so so if you have any idea that you might maybe just want to check into some of what we've talked about today or you might have heard in some of his other interviews here um just just um how do we contact you peter go to my website which is www.insightsfromwithin.com and you'll find a form there to fill out to um send to me by email and I will get right back to you to set up this free consultation. But we'll, we'll put his website, uh, as you know, in the in the notes to the program, so that you won't uh, have to drive off the road as you look for a pencil to try to write it down. Um, but but okay. And then if if it makes sense, you'll tell them what you see as the problems, right, and how you think that what that your kind of therapy could help them. Exactly. I, I, we talked briefly about the issues you like to resolve, and then I share. Um, the areas of my practice that I think might help both of us help you quickly resolve these issues or take off layer after layer of them to help you re regain uh, uh, your power, get your power back or move forward in your life. Okay, this, this has been really a lot of fun. What do you want people to take away from today? That the answers of our, so many of our problems are within us and that Hypnosis is a way for you to connect with your own guidance that is here to support you on your soul's journey and knows exactly where we need to go to not only resolve the issues, but also help us work in partnership with us and others from the spirit realms, the archangels and so on, to help you become whole again. You're doing God's work, dear. I think it's really quite amazing and wonderful that you're able to do all of this for people. As I say, I, I wouldn't feel as as interested if it I hadn't twice done this with you and been 
surprised to find first I could be hypnotized and second that all of this would come out of me when I had no idea it was in me. It's it's really quite a lot of fun actually and, and it did help quite a bit. It certainly helped my relationship with Thomas, my guide, quite a lot. So thank you so much for being here. We'll we'll do this again in the spring. And the two things, everyone, that we'll be talking about in the spring are further conversation about how to work with your spirit guide and how to how to fix the the problem of attached entities, how to know if you have them, and how to help get you know yourself get rid of them. But the easiest way, frankly, I think, to deal with them is never to have them in the first place. So learning how to protect yourself even better, especially as you work with your guide because you're opening yourself to spirit. That's going to be a very important part of what we talk about next time. So be sure you come back and join us then. But meanwhile, consider yourself hugged, Peter. Thank you. Hug back to you. <laughs> Thank Everyone, you. this has been Secret Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you were with us today. Isn't this fun? I just love talking to Peter. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. And you never will end. And when you really get that, get it, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be another of the big three that I think are our favorites that people would people talk to me about the most. Mikey Morgan and his mother, Carol, are going to be with us for the eighth time. Mikey is, insofar as I've been able to discover, and who really knows for sure, but insofar as, insofar as I know, he is the most spiritually advanced being who ever has chosen to incarnate again on Earth. He last was here in the 1600s. He came back again toward the end of the 20th century so that he could have a, one more life and know how he could communicate with us because he was trying to help us save our planet. A lot of people at the highest level, and he was sixth level even before he was here. He's really high in the sixth level now. But a lot of these very, very advanced entities are worried about us because we're basically, we think we're poisoning our planet with with uh, carbon monoxide. What we're really poisoning our planet with is negative, negative energy so deep that now we can't even hold a political election without everybody going crazy in the United States. We've got wars, little wars, big wars. Everybody's mad at everybody else. That's negative energy in action. And that's what Mike, Mikey took another lifetime so he could communicate with us well enough to help us understand how to get the world past all of that. He died after 20 years in 2007 so that he would have a lot of time there while his mother, Carol, is still here and he'd be able to communicate through her. They have worked out how to do that. And now they are, frankly, my dear friends and dear friends of this program. I have heard Mikey answer in the last, what, six or seven years since I first met Carol, I've heard him answer hundreds and hundreds of very, in some cases, very complicated questions. He has never made a mistake. He knows more about all of this than I do, and there's nobody in a body that I can say that about anymore. But he knows a whole lot more than I do. And so once in a while, a few times a year, we like to have Carol and Mikey here so that we can have them answer questions. And frankly, we, if you have questions you'd like us to answer next time he's here, not this coming time, but the time after that and the, or the time after after that, send them to me and I'll ask Carol to ask him. Um, but he's going to be answering questions, very good questions for us next week. And so please be sure to join us. I think you're going to love hearing from this wonderful young man who is actually an upper sixth level being very near the source level. That's how much he is advanced spiritually. And of course, this week, our guest has been our wonderful friend, Peter Wright, who has been with us for the ninth time. I think most people understand by now that all of us have a primary guide and more and more people are asking me, you know, how they can contact their guide, how they can work with their guide. That's not my area of expertise, but I know whose it is. And that's, of course, our wonderful friend, Peter. Um, I keep hearing more and more now from people who it's obvious that the, the, the veil is thinning and it's obvious that they're more and more aware of the fact that the veil is thinning. So the work that Peter does is going to become more and more important as the century goes on. 
Um, he was back here he, with us back in June to to talk about how to begin to contact our primary spirit guide. He's said more about it today, and next time he comes, he will he will I think finish that discussion by answering some specific questions I still have. And you, if you have questions for him about your spirit guides, send them to me. We'll make sure we ask Peter those questions. Meanwhile, of course, his, his uh, website is insightsfromwithin.com. I'll put it in the notes. And um, he, since we, he'll offer you a free consultation, there's no reason not to talk to him if you think he might be able to help you. As you know, my nonfiction books are a, a bunch of them. Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and soon The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. Children's books, too, the fun of meeting Jesus, and we're working on another one. I have the illustrations. I just have to write the book. But that will help to, you to explain um, death to children, which I think is is important. You can order my books through bookstores or on Amazon.com. The adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, please just... <laughs> Be patient with me because it can be several days before I get to answer all these emails. But I do love hearing from people. And just go to the, the contact block. It's green on robertagrimes.com and send me an email. As long as I have your correct email address, you will hear a response. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, and in a bunch of other places. We're all over the place now, including the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family, where they run us as radio programs. Many people also will just get the, the app in the iTunes, it's for free, in the iTunes uh, app store, and they'll automatically get the uh, Seek Reality each week. This has been fun, hasn't it? My dear friends, I am so happy to be able to be part of your life. I treasure you. I treasure your growth. And I'm thrilled to be just able to be a small part of it. So we'll be back here again next week. But meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, in particular, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. 